the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Happy Friday, everybody! I really hope you're not, like, sitting in bumper-to-bumper traffic heading home. Luca and I are going to be sitting in some traffic heading down to the Count Basie Theater tonight in Red Bank, New Jersey, to go see... What are we going to see, Luca? The... Uh, sorry, We're going to go see The Wrath of Khan, and The Wrath of Khan is the Star Trek movie, and, um, Luca, you know who's going to be there to talk about the movie afterwards? William Shatner. That's it. Captain Kirk himself is going to be there front and center. So, um, Joan is here. Joan, say hello. Beam me up, Scotty. Um, thank you, Joan. Joan, you said your father uh, chimed in with a legal question today. My father did chime in with a legal question. There's a big a story about a career criminal who attacked a New York City subway worker this person is now deemed unfit to stand trial. So my father's question to you was, what happens? <clears throat> they just As a legal they, question, they, like, they, what, what's so, next? So, yeah, it, it's um, somewhat similar to when people are, take a plea to being found not responsible um, by reason of deep mental defect or disease. Mm-hmm. Um, people, they don't, they don't leave. I'll put it that way. They don't go home. They don't, it's not like, oh, really? Okay, he's unfit. Oh, let's let him go home. No, 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 okay. no, no. You stay locked up until, and then you just keep getting, um, basically, doctors keep coming in and talking to you and medicating you. Now, in the case where someone has not been tried, I believe they work pretty hard to get you to the point where a doctor will find you are mentally fit enough to aid in your own defense. Um, in the cases where someone has already been found that they were unfit, uh, and now they, they just get warehoused. And the best example is the guy who... Um, Hinkley, um, the one who shot President President Reagan. Uh, It's 40 years now, and and, uh, I believe he was just released. Um, But he was going out a little bit on weekends up up until a decade ago. But, yeah, and believe me, the hospitals that they are in is not like NYU or Cornell here in Mm -hmm. Manhattan. They're, uh, you know, they're very interesting places with some – Interesting people. Let's face it. There's a lot of mentally ill people walking I mean, around those places. Attacked this this MTA worker was had a broken collarbone. Right. But I mean, if some if, right, but if someone if two or three doctors speak with them and they find that an individual really thought they were squeezing a banana when they were squeezing the trigger of a gun, that their brain was so broken that yeah. they did not know the difference between right and wrong. Then, uh, again, it's not like they go home. It's not like they go to Disney World. They just go and they're just held in a mental institution. Mm -hmm. They keep getting reevaluated until some doctor says, okay, you know what? I think now they can aid in their own defense. We have them on these five different kinds of medicine, and they kind of know what's going on. And even career criminals. This even happened not just one-time offenses. This is career criminals because he's been in and out a million times. Riding the subway today and last night, yesterday, today, it's two things I saw a lot of. So sad, like really sad, pathetic. I saw a, a woman, you know, she she looked like she was 80 and she may have been in her early 40s, just in such bad, bad shape physically and, and curled up in a ball on the steps going into the subway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I walked out and the R train this morning, was it the one going into Bay Ridge? I figured, oh, me. I don't know, but there was someone like sleeping all the way across. Again, they weren't doing anything wrong. They were yeah. just covered in a coat and they were yeah. sleeping. But you don't really see that usually on the R train in Bay Ridge. 
um, you know, there were definitely people who there there's something wrong. There's two kinds of homeless people. There's the kind that are just sitting there and kind of begging and. I don't know if they're addicted to drugs or they're just down on their luck. And then there are those, Joan, because you ride the subway and you know, like, they're they're yeah. way out there. I don't I know what smacked I, in the back today. I don't asking know asking for money. I, okay, well, I'm yeah. sorry. But to hear they that. smacked every he smacked everybody on the train. I told the conductor. I mean, what do you? They're mentally disturbed and they're like, "Give me money." Yeah, that well, that's scary though. I'm sorry. Did you cry? Yeah, no. Not today. I wasn't you, with you. You, you did cry. Me. You did cry. You've been here crying. I have been here crying a few times. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> of subway. No, that, today, I'm not even. You know laughing. what? I I I had my wits about me. I don't I don't keep anything out. I use a bad bag on the subway. I don't use a good Speaking one. Speaking of of crying before, I don't mean to cut you off, Joan, but we are going to have um, Tom Harris on. Yes, we are. He's the former NYPD inspector, but the president of Times Square, Times Square Alliance. Because when we were on last night, there was a shooting yes. that took place in Times Square. So he's going to fill us in on that. But the other thing I saw. Joan, last night, I so I left here, and I took the train to um, the Barclays Center, to the Nets game. Yes, you were going to go, I remember. And while I'm standing there, I saw, like, three rats in on the tracks. Okay. Then I go to the game, and I come out, and I there I am on the, uh, the tracks going from the Barclays Center down to Bay Ridge. I saw rats. Wow. Then this morning... I don't know if I saw them on, on, on the 90, on the 86th Street stop going to um, the Brooklyn Courthouse where I get off at J Street. But then when I got on the J Street stop to go to um, come up to Midtown, I saw rats. I, I Now, that I've been riding the subway since the I'm 12 years old. I don't know. Um, I haven't I was seen on the any. Fo- I was on the phone with Peter Thomas, and actually he said to me, maybe they put something out there that are, that are like chasing the rats out of their burrows or something we like that. We should ask Curtis. Maybe they've one. put, yeah, I know, we can refrain from that. But <laughs> um, yeah, they were. So I, unfortunately, the last couple of days, I've been doing a lot of subway riding. And um, not unfortunately, I'm happy to do the subway riding. It is such an easier way to get around the city. Um, but <clears throat> there's definitely been a lot of rats. And sadly, there's been a lot of folks who are suffering. That's the best way I could put it. Um, what the one thing that they're not suffering with San Bellino is the weather. They're not suffering with it being cold, right? Oh, it's very nice. It's been great in mild fifties, six, early sixties. It was low yeah. 50s. This morning great. when I took uh, Arthur to school, I think it was the car said it was fifty six degrees, which is pretty it good. Was. Now, no now when weather. it's when it's warm like this, San Bellino, like how do you deal with that heavy beard and the heavy hair? Like you're just sweating all the <laughs> well, time. Well, I'm in a or? t-shirt today because it's so, so mild out. I don't, I don't really worry about my face too much. My face is either either cold or warm, but most of the time it's cool. So now I know you're, you know, as the big diehard Knicks fan that you are, I will say it was very cool last night to walk into the Barclays Center where everyone was kind of hanging their head, right? You know, we lost the, 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 the two big superstars. And literally a month ago when we had Mayor Adams on the show, he, I said, what about the Nets? He said, this is our year. This is our year. And now, you know, everyone's gone. And for them to pull out a win last night, I mean, look, they didn't beat the Boston Celtics, who were the number one team. They, bought the, they beat the Chicago Bills. Bills, listen to me, the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> but, um, but it was great. And, and the arena was loud and it was alive and it was, it was fun. And I will tell you, if you have not been to the Barclays Center for something, you know, whatever, uh, whatever thing you want to see there, you should definitely go because it's great. And um, oh, so speaking of the train and walking to the office, yes, I um, as I got off the train at Times Square and I came over from Seventh Avenue to Sixth Avenue, and I'm walking down at Sixth Avenue, heading or working up towards our office. Guess who walked right by me? Tom Harris. Pink. Pink? No way. Yeah. Oh, I love nice. pink. Yeah, and she was with. Um, oh, Assemblino's gonna have and, to play a pink song. And of course, I'm the one. I'm like, I said it out loud. I'm like. This pink, and <laughs> and someone other guy was there. He's like, that ain't her. I'm like, oh really? Well, you think everyone walks around with two security guards? Because she, it said Rockefeller security. And there was one guy on each side of her, and she was what walking. She, was doing here. she does have a new album that's out uh, or about to be released, and she's doing a big event, the Empire State Building. Oh, fantastic! There you go. Are they going to make it pink instead of green and white for the Eagles? Well, I hope they Let's do hope. make it pink. Um, so real... I love her. I saw her concert with my niece and she's my sister-in-law. She's unreal. Yeah, she's like, probably the acts. best. She's... Yeah, her and uh, the other oh, one, uh, Katy Perry. Katy Perry. They put on crazy shows. Yes, they do. In the world of the law today, I was in Brooklyn Supreme Court on a murder case, um, a stabbing case uh, between two gay men. That was interesting. Um, and we, we, Mr. Jacarino, my partner, scripted me well. 
So we got to argue to see the light of day on another motion that we're going to be submitting. So we have our work cut out for us there. And then I, uh, I jumped on the train and went to the Southern District of New York. And I went to a probation interview. So when you uh, are either found guilty by a jury or you plead guilty uh, before a judge sentences you, you are um, interviewed by the Department of Probation. And the Department of Probation is supposed to write what a objective, um, basically summary of who you are in your life to give the judge some insight into who you are so he or she knows who they're sentencing. And so we did that, and then I came back to the office, and we're working on a petition for certiorari to the Supreme Court of the United States of America. That means we're writing a document to the Supreme Court asking them to hear a novel legal issue and have them rule on it. Wow. So that's always very exciting. What a legal day you've had. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We've been doing a lot of law, and then I'm going to wrap up the, the, the law day with a Luca night, heading to uh, New Jersey, bucking the traffic, watching a movie, and then... Um, I don't know. I got, I'm sure I got things lined up for the weekend. I don't have anything big lined up for the Super Bowl, but eh, we're going to hear from Rob Saban when he comes back from the Super Bowl what life was like in Arizona. We are going to come back with Tom Harris, a little bit of a serious note, before we have a fun Friday. So don't go away. We're going to get live updates from what took place in Times Square. This is Dottie Herman, host of Ion Real Estate on AM 970, The Answer. Listen, I just discovered a new line of skincare products that I have to tell you about. I have tried many products that have been on the market for many years. So that's why I'm so excited about Hemp Leaf. The Vanilla Passion Skin Cream is soft and the scent is so calming. The feel of my skin, well, it's just amazing. It's not at all greasy and I can feel my skin perking up. The black soap was the most amazing surprise. It's smooth and creamy and makes my skin feel soft and hydrated. I am really looking forward to trying the rest of the product line and sharing my thoughts with you. Visit us at www.hempleaf.com. That's www.hemplief.com. Enter the word Dottie at checkout and receive 10% off. You're going to love it. Remember when you were in your teens and you thought you were invincible? Well, the same rationale applies to adults, too. When we're feeling good, we think everything is okay, and we don't need a power of attorney, or we think we don't need a health care proxy. We think, ah, we'll worry about that when we're older or we become sick. Well, nothing can be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or health care proxy. What happens then? Then the state or the courts may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you want? Of course not. It's essential to create a power of attorney and a health care proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. Call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know this stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years. They will help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. For a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Let's tip our hat to San Bellino. Anyone who doesn't know, this is U2 and their song, New Year's Day. Uh, so normally we talk to uh, Tom Harris of the Times Square Alliance, who runs New Year's on a Tuesday. And I got to see him this past Tuesday at the uh, Broadway Broadway Association. Then we got to speak to him Tuesday night. But last night uh, when we were here in the office, live on the air, uh, here on 45th and 5th, we heard a lot of sirens. Obviously something was going on. And then Joni went to action. And what did you go to Citizen something? Citizen app. Citizen, Citizen app? app, which told us live that there was a shooting on 43rd Street and 8th Avenue, and right away we all thought about Tom. Okay. And uh, we, we, we now have on the phone the one, the only, Inspector Tom Harris. What's up, Mr. Harris? Or I should say Inspector much, Harris. Thank you very much for, for having me. Yes, it was, it, it, it was certainly an unfortunate tragedy on, on 8th Avenue and 44th Street. It actually happened on 44th Street, and the victim ran to 
to 43rd Street. What we know is that it wasn't a random um, act, that these individuals knew each other, and uh, they had a dispute, and unfortunately it unfolded on, on 44th and 8th Avenue. You know, it was interesting, Tom, when we had lunch uh, on Tuesday and the chief of the department was there and the chief of patrol was there, um, they actually spoke about the most dangerous street in the whole Times Square area was, they said, 42nd, 43rd, 44th, and 8th Avenue. And they said they were going to bring in more lighting, more cameras, and more bodies, more police officers. And, and they did, and that's why it's so unfortunate, because so much effort has been put into the Midtown area, into into Times Square. There were police officers right in the subway. Um, at, it, it happened right next to the subway station. There were emergency service police officers patrolling. The subway who responded immediately, there was a police officer across the street um, who actually heard the shots and responded. We've had a phenomenal, phenomenal um, effort by the New York City Police Department. And this just goes to show you that the, the mayor's right, targeting uh, the guns um, and and um, trying to stem the violence. And, and it's unfortunate that this happened on the streets of Times Square. But um, today you will see a huge police presence there. I was talking to the Times Square captain a minute before um, this interview, and he said, well, you can – Tell everyone who's listening that I am on 44th and 8th right now. His name is Captain Dave Pajoli, and and uh, he really has been doing a great job to to keep everyone safe. And yeah, everybody was bragging about him. Uh, everyone was bragging about Captain Pajoli at the uh, at the lunch on Tuesday. And uh, I mean, look, based on your your decades in the NYPD, uh, Tom Harris, when you have two guys who are just having a dispute, probably over drugs, right? I, listen, I don't want to. I don't want to make assumptions because, as you know, it could well, be other was, things. But that certainly yeah, is an area. That, yeah, that was what was reported yeah. somewhere. Um, I mean, that 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 uh, that same incident could have taken place anywhere where these guys happen to run into each other. Yes, and it just goes. I mean, unfortunately, this shines a light, and we saw today. I think there were there were a couple of people shot near a park in the in the Bronx. The criminals are emboldened to carry guns, and, and we need to try to figure out effective strategies to, to stop that. And, we, you know, I hate to get back to this, but we really need to – the police department's doing everything that they can, and we need to look to, to well, Tom, to our state legislature. I will legislature. tell you yeah, – no, no, yeah, but you know what? You don't need to do that, to be honest with you, Tom. I will tell you when, when, when crime was really on a downward, downward spiral – and I've said this on this show before, and I know this for a fact because the Brooklyn DA at the time, Joe Hines, told me this, that yeah. Mayor Bloomberg had a breakfast at Gracie Mansion with all five district attorneys at the time. Definitely it was Bob Morgenthau. Definitely it was Joe Hines. Uh, I believe it was still Bob Johnson. And it was definitely still um, Dick Brown in, in Queens. Um, mm-hmm. And he just said, look, anyone who gets caught with a gun, I don't care who they are. You guys promised me they get two years in prison, and I won't touch your budgets. In fact, I'll increase your budgets. But if I find out you're cutting these guys loose, your budgets are going to be, get affected. And talking about you want to see if what I'm saying is accurate or not, it was this time of the year when Plexico Burris caught the winning touchdown for the New York Giants. He was a hero in this city. And a short time later, I believe it was that following October, he gets caught with a gun in a uh, in a nightclub, and the gun discharged. No one got hurt, but the gun discharged. Maybe he got hurt, but but no one else got hurt. And uh, he had Ben Brofman, who's the biggest and the brightest in terms of criminal defense lawyers in the city of New York. And guess what? Plexio Burris did two years in prison. And when that was the rule and that was the law, you you saw you know everyone got the word. Look, if you if you don't want to do two years in prison, you better not carry a gun. And it worked. It, 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 it does work. And we've gotten away from actions having consequences. And we need to draw the line. So everything you said, completely agree with, Arthur. And just so, I, just so I'm, I, I'm correct, Plexi Burris actually shot himself in, um, the in the leg when he was walking in. I, I don't know. They were searching him. So, well, obviously, Tom, I, I don't need to make my case to you. 
about how much I love this city, and I love Times Square. It does not get old for me. So when we heard this yesterday and we got so upset, um, I, I want to thank you because the luxury that we have uh, as individuals, Joni and Matt and I, uh, and uh, but our listeners, to have someone of your caliber, not only in the, your capacity of running the, uh, the Times Square Alliance, but as a former inspector in the NYPD, to report back to us is really a very valuable resource to the citizens of the city. So um, thank you, Arthur. And, and the city is lucky to have you uh, both in the criminal justice system defending uh, the criminals because they do need a defense. Not everyone is guilty and not everyone needs to to, to go to jail. Um, sometimes we need to support people sometimes we need we also for everything we, that you do for the for the city on the radio show. Before I let you go, was there a, a big Zoom last night, a criminal task force kind of thing? So we reinstated the mayor's Midtown uh, Citizens Committee. So Mayor Adams, we, we spoke with him about this in December. It was a, a, a citizens committee that was formed in 1975, and it was um, leaders in the Midtown area getting together with all the city agencies to try to look at some of the challenges that we face, come up with effective solutions, try things new, and uh, and Mayor Adams agreed to reinstitute it. We had the first meeting yesterday it was a great discussion and uh you know we we all know what the issues are it's it's public safety it's finding proactive support for people with mental health issues uh it's addressing some of the the issues on our streets and i i'm I'm convinced that with the great team in the adams administration and the people in midtown who care so much that that the best is yet to come well as they say in Sin- on Sinatra's tombstone, <laughs> the best is yet to come. Tom Harris, thank you for joining us on a Friday evening. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for your help today with that other matter. It worked out very well. You're a good man. No matter what Joni says about you, I think you're a very good guy. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for Thanks, having me. Tom. All right. Thank you very much. That was Tom Harris. And we are very lucky because we get to um, you know really go to the source. I mean, Scott is the, uh, I mean, Tom is the um, the man who it really kind of runs, coordinates everyone down in Times Square and the fact that he has the background of being a former inspector, uh, and that's a very high rank, that really uh, adds a lot to the equation. And to be blunt, uh, I needed a little help today with the NYPD, and uh, I called Tom and he put me in the right hands, and it looks like that is going to work out. Um, I'm trying to think what else I wanted to talk about today because well, I heard a whole thing about what I wanted about to talk Times about today. Square. Yeah, well, yeah, yes, Joan, you're on. The whole world can So, hear you know, you, on Tuesday he was talking about the fact that they're doing vow renewals. And I was thinking you and Mary Ann should run over there. Yeah, that's what Mary Ann wants to do. She wants to stand in the middle of Times Square <laughs> and renew our vows. Well, I mean, it is a fun. I know you it, and your love for her is like, you know, Bigger than Times Square. Well, it would, so I could see you, like, re-proposing with huge flowers in the middle of Times Square. Well, yeah, I mean, I did propose on a on one of those gondolas in the middle of um, the Central Park uh, little lagoon there. Um, I'm going to tell you about our next guest who's coming up because it's kind of interesting. Um, in the beginning of January, I went to dinner at um, Smith & Walensky. And uh, it was me and, and the, my buddies from the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office. And we're having a good time. And I don't know, all of a sudden this guy kind of walks over to us and he just starts chatting with us. But he's got this like, you're going to hear his voice. He's got this voice that's for a voice for radio, big time. Um, And then he was just very intriguing and very engaging. And uh, I was like, you know what? You should come on my radio show because, number one, you got this great voice for radio. But he also has a very interesting um, background in terms of he worked in the Department of um, Education and uh, he runs marathons. So um, we are going to take a quick break. And we're going to come back with Marty, Marty Weinstein. We're going to have a little bit on um, on a little sports. We're going to have a little bit on Padre Lou's libation, which apparently I haven't, I haven't seen. I'm not allowed to see until I'm reading it live on the air. That'll be interesting. We got Luca Joseph here, um, who I'll be talking to about something along the way because he's Luca Joseph. So here on this Friday evening, I hope you're home already or somewhere where you want to be and you're not, uh, 
You're not, you know, just looking at the taillights of some car right in front of you trying to get through one of the tunnels or over one of the bridges. Um, But we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back right after these messages. A man's on a ledge, says he's going to jump. People gather around, said he won't, he's just a chump. Cause he lost his job, then he got robbed. His mortgage is due and his marriage is through. He says he ain't going to pay no child support because the left him without a second thought. His wife took the kids, the car, and the crib. In this man's world, so much for women's live. New York, New York, big city of dreams. But everything in New York ain't always what it seems. This is Dennis Prager inviting you to join me for an extraordinary travel opportunity that will be the highlight of your year, maybe a highlight of your life. Mike Gallagher and I are headed back to Israel this October for the Stand with Israel tour. Join us along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, as we uncover important geopolitical sites and show you Israel's significance on the world stage. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to register or call 855-565-5519. Ready to start a business in New Jersey? The state's New Jersey Business Action Center is here to guide you through the process. Call us at 1-800-JERSEY-7. That's 1-800-JERSEY-7. This message sponsored by the New Jersey Business Action Center, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. All right, tonight, fun, food, Friday. It is Radio Night Live. It is Christine Nicholas. It's Kevin McCullough. And it's the best time you'll have all week. Join us tonight at 7. So we had so much fun last night with the folks from Plaza College. And today, as I'm walking into the courthouse of the Southern District of New York, the federal courthouse, there they were, the Plaza College folks giving a tour to their students. And uh, it was so wonderful to see them. You know I've been talking about their court reporting program. Well, let's talk about their new school of nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science and nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Plaza also has their dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's incredible. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuda, and Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom. You've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. Idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamins. Fighting for justice. Fighting for you. We return now with lifetime New Yorker and legal analyst, attorney Arthur Idala and the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Means I'm in love. Oh, I'm in love with San Marino. Definitely in love with Ariana, my little daughter. I don't care. Valentine's treat. All right, before we go to our special guest, I just want to read something that just popped up here. Because you don't really see this headline too often. UFO shot down over Alaska by U.S. fighter jet. Not a Chinese balloon? No. UFO shot down over Alaska by U.S. fighter jet. Wow. United States forces shot down an object roughly the size of a car (laughs) from the sky off Alaska's northern coast, government officials said today. 
White House spokesman John Kirby confirmed the Pentagon fired on the aircraft after getting the order from President Biden. It's unclear who operated the flying object. Defense officials detected last night and destroyed this afternoon, Friday afternoon. Defense officials said fighter jets tried to study the object flying at 40,000 feet. That's pretty high up, folks. It was felled by an F-22 armed with AIM-9X missiles because it posed, quote, a reasonable threat to civilian aircraft. The aircraft did not show any signs of a manned crew or maneuverability, said the officials. Well, this is going to be interesting to see what the heck this thing was. I mean... I don't remember ever hearing something like this that, you know, you got, we shut down that balloon thing, but we knew it was a balloon thing and it yeah. was a spying mechanism, an espionage mechanism. This is like I, 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 a UFO. I mean, who who says, you know, UFOs? It's, it's way out there. Speaking of way out there, I have on the line a man who is uh, a, a New York City character. His name is Martin Weinstein, but he goes by Marty. Hello, Martin Weinstein. It's Arthur Idala. Welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Good evening, Arthur. I've missed you so much. How long has it been? Three weeks? I, and, and what a long-term and sincere and deep relationship we've had. Uh, Marty, why don't you tell people how, uh, how you and I uh, met? Uh, yeah, it was a uh, happenstance. I believe we were in smith Walensky. That is and correct. Yes, and there was this this lively diatribe that you were questioning the the gentleman around you who Mister November was, and I think they said Reggie Jackson mistakenly. No, um, you said Reggie Jackson, and we said no. It was it was Derek Jeter. Reggie Jackson's Mister uh, October. Yes, but I beg to differ. I argue it was Mister October. You were referring to Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter was. I, you Mr. know, November. I, I think I'm gonna have to see you in court. No, no we're gonna have to play this out. All right, whatever you say. So, so Marty, you were in the uh, department. Well, you were in the Board of Education that morphed into the Department of Education. Tell tell the New Yorkers a little bit about your career in education. Yeah, I pretty much had a traditional ascent. I started off as a teacher for many years, following in the footsteps of my mother, who was a kindergarten teacher. As was uh, mine. Later, yes, and. Um, later on, I I assumed administrative roles, much to my uh, you know, I, I wasn't really relishing that ascent. I pretty much had a disdain for administrators, but I, I literally fell into it. I was directing camps for emotionally disturbed children, and you know, and, and I and I kind of enjoyed that organizational type of skill set. Uh, then I became a principal, and later I was tapped to be a superintendent of schools. And which, where were you a superintendent? What part of the city? In East New York, Brooklyn, District 19. Ah, so I'm a District 20 boy, and I'm 55 years old. I can still tell you the superintendent. His name was Dennis Fleming. And when he would come to your school, when he came to PS 185, like, you were on high alert. It's like, the superintendent is coming. You got to dress nice, sit up straight, you know, but don't don't clown around. The superintendent is coming. He's going to check out the principal, Mr. Kakaro. Don't, don't goof off. It's amazing the effect uh, that those leaders had for at least this one public school student, the class of 1979 at PS 185. What was your experience like as a superintendent? You know, incidentally, I, I did uh, spend some, some of my salad years in Bath Beach and Dyker Heights as well, uh, as well as attending private schools at Poly Prep. Ah, what, so kind of sal- what, 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 what kind of salad did you have? <laughs> now, wait a minute. You didn't, you, go to po- did, you didn't go to Poly. You didn't attend Poly Prep as a student, did you? I went, I went to the day camp. Ah, as did I. And then I went to the actual school. So you you did the superintendent thing, and then you eventually left the Department of Education, correct? Yes, I retired. And now I'm presently serving as an educational consultant. And um, Joan told me when she, speak, she spoke to you before uh, our show that you do something with, uh, with, the, with the marathon. Yes, yeah, so... Uh, I've had a wonderful experience working with Achilles International, where we we serve as guides for you know individuals with physically handicapping conditions, also those who may be traumatically brain injured and have metacognition issues. 
Um, I have to admit, I haven't run a marathon over a year. I think part of that is the general malaise that has taken many of us over after suffering, you know, with bouts of COVID and so on. But I, I hope to resume, uh, you know, running the hills of Central Park sometime soon. And, um, and Arthur, I'm, I'm going to drag you out, Arthur. And we're going to hey, search for me UFOs. Too, me too. I, I, I'm not running any marathons. I told him that, I would run with him. That I can tell you. I'm what not doing mean? any marathons. Excuse, excuse the interruption. Was that Ruth Buzzy in the background? Oh. <laughs> Wait, I got to hear some of your voices. You had mentioned that when you were a principal and a superintendent, you tried to bring people together by using voices and some of your funny voices to make people's days a little better. Can you do one or two? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mr. Weinstein, your beloved principal, and today is testing day. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure the kids love to hear about testing day. Um, so, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, Marty, you did a little acting as well, didn't you? Correct. Uh, most recently, I did an industrial for the Harvard Business School. You know, sporadic work. Okay. Well, Marty, I, uh, I thank you for uh, coming over to our table the other night and saying hello to us. And, um, you know, you're a good man. You're a very handsome man. And uh, I, all kidding aside, thank you for what you've done for the children of New York City as an educator all the way up to the role of uh, superintendent. And, you know, what, Arthur, you, do, what you do for children Arthur, today. Arthur, Arthur, you disappoint me. I thought you loved me for my mind. Arthur, you disappoint me. For your mind? I, I love you for your mind, but I, I love you more for what you do for the children. As Dominic Emrecchio always says, it's all about the children, Marty. It's all about the children. All right, Marty, I'm going to let you go. You go enjoy your Friday night, um, and thanks for checking in, and keep up the great work. Yeah, and sometime soon we should have a, a more intense, intensive chat about, you know, serving the needs of all children in the classroom, Arthur. Well, I mean, I, I can tell you right now that uh, more and more schools are um, having special needs programs or having um, CIATS, uh, CIATS, if that's the right acronym, um, and I yeah. applaud them, and and from, you know, pre-K all the way through through uh, universities. So um, I definitely think that that is an issue that's being addressed. And with our mayor uh, being so focused on dyslexia right now because he is dyslexic, I also think he's brought that to light. What do you have to say about that, Marty? Well, well I'm glad. Um, it, it, here's the issue. I mean, it, it has been something that's been in the forefront, but it has taken the proverbial backseat. I mean, first and foremost is testing you know, student proficiency in the classroom. So serving the, need, the unique needs of many of the students, and we are truly a proverbial melting pot, it, it, it's not, it, it's not uh, the priority author. It's unfortunate. Well, I also think, and, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think the parents who push, uh, I think there are resources there for uh, many of those students who need that extra help or who need to be uh, be placed in a special in a special environment because they learn differently. Yeah, and but in keeping that author, I'm also referencing not simply the students that we know may have, you know, social emotional difficulties or physically handicapped. I'm talking even about the kid who is gifted or the child who is like gifted and talented proclivities that is pretty much lost in the shuffle. So you know, many years ago, and I'm a little bit older than you, author, just a tad. There was no such thing as a master's degree in special education. The degree was, the nomenclature was the exceptional child, where when you took the classes, you took classwork on you know, children with learning disabilities and so on, but you also had to, you know, study deeply about the, the children who, again, were gifted and talented. So, uh, and that, that's been a lost art. Well, there's definitely a lot of work to do in the Department of Education. I have a feeling, Marty, there will be for a long, long time. Marty Weinstein here on the Author Idola Power Hour. We're to come back with Luca Joseph Idola, a little Padre Luz libation, and uh, we'll wrap up the week for you. Don't go away. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years. 
years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. You're smart, you're busy, and don't have time to waste on the mainstream media cycle. Salem News Channel breaks that cycle. Topics that matter from hosts worth watching. Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. Salem News Channel, not like the other guys. Watch anytime, on any screen, free, 24-7. Find everything you need to know at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. What are you doing this fall? Would you like to go to Italy with Joe Piscopo? Well, let me tell you about this amazing tour. Rome, Catania, Taromina, Savoca, Forza de Agro, Mount Etna, and Palermo. That's the best of Rome and Sicily for nine nights. What a trip. Enjoy wonderful food and taste classic Italian wine at Mount Etna and see some actual sights used in the iconic Godfather movie. It's a trip you'll remember for years to come. You'll also be treated to an intimate dinner performance by Joe Piscopo in Rome. It is so much fun. Have your cameras ready. Call Perillo Tours at 1-800-431-1515. 1-800-431-1515. Remember, a Perillo Tour is a stress-free, escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger. That's 800-431-1515 to secure your reservation on this very limited tour before it sells out. The tour dates are October 18th to 28th. October 18th to 28th. 1-800-431-1515. 1-800-431-1515 or go online to perillotours.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. What do you think about me seeing Pink on the street today? That's pretty cool. She's, you're taller than her, you know that? Yeah, I mean, she's not that big, but, but she was boy. She was wearing like these tight pants and a tight top. She is in really good shape. Like I wouldn't mess with her. She looks like she could beat me up. Luke, how many push-ups did you do today? 13. You did 13? Yes. Well, you were only doing 12 last week, right? But I did one extra. Nice. Were you able to do it? You were able to go all the way down and come up? I was. Nice job. Luca Joseph Idala banging out the push ups at 16 years old. All right. Let's get right to it, folks. It is Friday and it is Super Bowl Friday and it is time for Padre Lou's Friday Libation. However, (laughs) all right. Padre Lou, I'm reading something else. I'm reading this cold. Ruth Buzzy is a proud Italian-American. She is the, the daughter of an Italian sculptor who specialized in making tombstones. And she took when she took off all of her makeup and costume, was in one month as a centerfold for Playboy magazine. She was only wearing a pocketbook. <laughs> Your mom and dad and I talked about this today, and they said... Why does he keep making fun of Ruth Buzzy? We love Ruth Buzzy. So for today's Padre Lou's libation, gather a bottle of tequila, Aperol, and Contro. Padre's big with the orange-flavored liqueur. Here we go. Into your ice-filled mixing glass, go with three shots. Wow. Three shots of tequila, two shots of Aperol, and a third of a shot of an orange-based liqueur like Contro. A few dashes of orange bitters. So, uh, So this is like a... Weird twist on a on a Negroni. So a Negroni would be gin, Campari, and and vermouth. This is tequila, um, uh, Aperol, which is Campari light, and Contro, which is a the and then you, which is an orange based liqueur. And then you throw in a few dashes of orange bitters. Mm-hmm. So you want to put that all in this glass. You want to stir it up, make it nice and cold. You definitely want this cold. And uh, Padre suggests that you enjoy this cocktail on Sunday, one during the first half of the Super Bowl, and perhaps another during the separate the, the second half. 
no more than that. Sip, savor, and swallow, and realize that depending on the outcome of the big game, you will have been enjoying a Hertz or a or a Mahomes Super Bowl cocktail. Compliments of Padre Lou. I, I think that's supposed to say hurt. That, that's the Hurts. Cr- that's the guy's name. Yeah. I, is that how you spell so it? Either, yeah. H-U-R-T-S. Okay. Yeah. I apologize. I'm sorry, Joan. All right. So you got your libation. Um, we are going to. Um, what are you going to drink on Sunday? I don't know. I honestly, I'm going to. Let me do a true Friday confession. Um, I have these two beautiful little children. Ariana and Arthur. And, and if I'm going to be. Yeah. The thing is this. Luca and I actually spend more time together than I do with the little ones mm-hmm. because of Luca's schedule. Like Luca is up later at night and yes. up with me early in the morning. True. So I am blessed to spend a lot of time with Luca Joseph Idala. I spent all weekend with him last weekend. We were together Wednesday night. We went with Uncle Josh's birthday. We're going tonight to the game, uh, to the movie. Um, then next week we're going to the Hamptons and then we're going to Wyndham. I'm with Luca a lot. So I, I you know, I, I'm sure I'll have the, the Super Bowl on in the background for sure. But that's, you know, Ariana and Arthur usually go to bed around 8 o'clock, which is right around halftime. Oh, so the first half of the game, I'll probably just ignore, right. put the kids to sleep, and then probably just sit alone and watch it by the second half. Luca, what are you doing with the Super Bowl? I am going to be at my friend's house, hanging out with my friends. Who, your buddy Sam? My buddy Sam, Robert, and Rael. Oh, good for you, what man. You it's, a, it's a party. I'm sure they'll have wings and chips and pizza and all that stuff. So we're going to end the show because Sam Bellina's giving me the rap with a Rapid Pulse song from our gig. And uh, there are talks about a summer solstice event, San Bellino. Nice. A Thursday, June 22nd, New York City uh, venue. Um, yeah, we can celebrate Joni's birthday. That's actually why we're doing it. We're just lying to everyone else saying it's about the summer solstice, but it's really about Joni's birthday. So we are going to end Friday night show after a great, great week. I had a wonderful week with you guys. I hope you had a wonderful week with us with a song that uh, I wrote with uh, Chris Boyle, Kenny Munch, and Chris Glynn. 30 some odd years ago before I had any clue. It wasn't a figment of my imagination that I would have my own radio show. And you know what the name of the song is? San Bellino. Tell them what's the name of the song. Radio Man. And it's a great one. Radio Man. And uh, if you listen closely, those of you who know, you'll hear me at one point. I flub it a little bit, but I hadn't sang this song in 17 years. So you listen to Radio Man by Rapid Pulse. Have a great weekend. And we will be back live Monday with some Super Bowl coverage and what's going on in politics, the world, life. Have a great, great weekend, everyone. Love you. Every night at 6 o'clock, one of the people I admire most is a mentor, Mike Pesci. Judge Mike Pesci. You know what he does? He listens to the radio. AM 970, The Answer. There's this little show. Alex, what's the name of it? The Arthur Idala Power Hour. When we were 17, 18 years old, we wrote a song, having no idea that I was going to have my own radio show. This song is called Radio Man.
The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.